Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Hey folks, this is John Duffin here from Duffin Media. Welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the platform to help you find your business voice. All things in regards to finding your authentic business voice. In fact, the key word there is authenticity. Get what you want, find what you need, improve your results, improve your relationships, be heard, and better yet, be understood. That's what we're seeking here. So it's not just the business voice training, but it is your true voice, your true call. Thanks for continuing to tune in. We are found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other places. So it's great to have you back. And I get the chance today to interview my best friend. And I laugh because I said, you don't get that chance all that often. We get a chance to communicate all the time, but I get a chance to share him a little bit. His name is Pete Bernard. Pete, welcome, man, to the show. Thanks, John. Great to be here. Great to be uh, contributing to your magnificent brand and uh, <laughs> super excited for, uh, for for the conversation today. Well, I'm excited to talk about, thank you for that. And I'm excited to talk about brands as well, too, including Bernard Brothers, but we will get to that um, momentarily. Um, and that's sort of morphing. So for those who don't know or don't know yet, Pete Bernard currently is the U.S. Education Surface Lead with Microsoft and has been with Microsoft now for eight years? Ish. Ish, exactly, right? Yes. Before that, with Apple, serving the higher ed and education levels, senior levels in regards to universities, colleges, and a lot of other impressive places. So... Anything tech-related for a lot of years, I leaned into my friend Pete, and I still do. Um, Pete's also a former college athlete, uh, Temple University, football, wrestling, and pretty well decorated. And as I said, he's also my friend, and that's what makes this, to me, all the more impressive. But with Microsoft now, what are some of the things as regards to communications that are, in essence, that come into play with your current sense of client base and what have you? What are some of the like, it's messages, not necessarily the products themselves, but with the messages that you like to convey? What's going on in regards to, as I said, the current as it relates to Microsoft? of client base and well first off let's just level set i wasn't a wrestler in college i wrestled in high school but i just don't want it out there that i was claiming to be a, a college oh. <laughs> those dudes are strong and crafty i never had that kind of skill powerlifting powerlifting john powerlifting so um so so look man it's hard to think of uh you know if you're if you're if you have the ability to you know listen to the news or you mm -hmm. know street or whatever it's hard to think of you know microsoft or even my former company as being um you know uh 
you know, breaking into new businesses, right? My mm -hmm. Apple, the most successful company, the highest value company in the entire world, Microsoft, just a couple of steps below, more employees all over the country, mm -hmm. you know, like just dominant, dominant players. If you're using technology, you're using Microsoft stuff and you're using Apple stuff, period, dot the end, right? Most, mm -hmm. You know, 99 point whatever percent. So it's hard to think of those companies as having to break into something and establish themselves in a market. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you mentioned I worked at Microsoft. I mean, I worked at Apple when I started when there wasn't there wasn't an I anything. Right. Like they just right. announced the iMac, which was a which was a computer without a floppy disk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was not you know, it was no, nobody was knocking on Apple's door to say, come in here and sell me some shit. Right. It mm -hmm. was right. It was. Apple, you guys are going out of business. I don't want to talk to you. Right? So, so my entire career was essentially established in making inroads into places where the technology wasn't necessarily embraced, right? Same thing with Microsoft. I started with Microsoft when they announced the Surface product line, which is a fantastic product, not doing mm -hmm. a commercial here, but which is a, which is a fantastic <laughs> two-in-one device, right? Microsoft had did not make hardware when I started, so they were they were breaking into an already established business. Everybody, every adult, every child had an iOS device, right? Every mm -hmm. school schools were deploying them left and right, and Microsoft decided late in the game that they wanted to be get into the technology business. Mm -hmm. So they hired people that had an established history of breaking into uh, customers, having the ability to talk to a customer and get them not necessarily, well, the, the objective was to get them to drop what they're doing and, and or the hope was to drop what they're doing and start buying the shit I'm selling. Right. But really was, was, was the opportunity to just simply consider that another technology could help them do what they're trying to accomplish uh, and more effectively, more, you know, uh, just just more streamlined, more secure, more this, more that. But just take a look. Right. And that's and, you know, my essentially my, you know, 20 years in the technology business has right. been basically established on just doing that, you know, walking in and finding somebody that's not using what I use and just get them to give it a shot. Right. And, you know, I have managed in my career you know, re regularly responsible for well over $20 million a year in business. You know, my, my, my surface territory, my, where I worked with, you know, with Microsoft, my territory went from $3 million a year to now doing over $20 million a year. You know, at Apple, I was managing, you know, 20 to $30 million a year, you know, with customer base. So it's always been, you know, tremendous growth, effective maintenance, and then and then growth on top of that phenomenal growth and, you know, super challenging to do, but but really, really rewarding. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like to think a lot of it is based on, you know, communication and being open and listening to, you know, listening to the challenges and, and being able to match that with the confidence that you can actually deliver on what you're on, what you're saying. I love that you say that. And one of the things I was thinking about when you're describing that was that sense of that you had to have confidence, even if you were simply, as you were saying to somebody, why don't you give it a shot, which is a, I, I would imagine is, is something that you, that for me, that isn't always the bravest person in the world. I heard that and I could lean into that thinking, okay, you know, that's something that I could do. I, were you always 
in terms of being able, in terms of that confidence? Did you always have that in terms of the way that you spoke, like growing up and the stuff that was going on? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked that. You know what, like I keep on meaning to post on Facebook. I just want to thank all of the special education teachers I had when I was in high school and elementary school, right? Because I would, you know, it's it's so intimidating to work where I work mm. because they get the smartest of the smart people, the ta most talented of the talented people, right? And you know that was not me. Like I, you know, I you know, I, I don't care where this goes, right? But right. but listen, man, I, you know. I literally graduated the bottom of my class. There were mm -hmm. there were a couple of others, you know, nobody knew who they were. They were just names, but there were a couple others that were lower, but literally was the worst performing student in my entire high school, probably in my mm -hmm. entire county. You know, there were there were there were, you know, subjects and stuff that I missed in school, like spelling, grammar. I had this thick New York accent. I'm from New York and I'm, you know, I grew up in a in a in a, in a middle class neighborhood. And, you know, we were we were we were Long Island proud and, you know, mm -hmm. like and it was thick and heavy. And and, you know, you know, to 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 get from there where I was, you know, like the most the most instruction I ever received in school was from detention. <laughs> right. That's the only time because they were because you couldn't leave detention. Mm -hmm. So I had to absorb some. And then the coaches, the coaches that I had that were significant men mm -hmm. in high school and in college that, you know, took a gamble on me and gave me the example of what it's like to, to take a position on something, have the confidence to defend it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then mm -hmm. find the words to articulate it. Right. Because right. just as important, you talk about voice on your thing and your voice yeah. is super important. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that is super, super important are words mm -hmm. and, and the words that we choose to communicate to mm -hmm. people. Like I learned those words from other significant men. Right. And what I realized and what I noticed is that you know, the words I use and the, and the, and the, the phrases I use tell the story about what's going on in my head. Right. So if I want to change what's going on in my head, because in my head, I'm this, you know, fat, you know, Long Island, uneducated, mm -hmm. you know, nothing to offer person. That's the words that are going on in my head. But in my, but, but, but when I changed my, the words coming out of my mouth, the story going on in my head transitions. And then I started to acquire some confidence and I started to acquire some ability, you know, to take this, you know, this, 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 you know, lack of foundation and catapult it into, you know, a career I'm coming close, you know, pretty much close to the end of at some point in time, you know, I'm, I'm closer to the end of it than I was mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But really the fact that, you know, this, this special education student from, a, you know, from a, from a middle-class neighborhood in, in, uh, in Long Island, you know, to go in and work with, you know, among the smartest, among the brightest, you know, in, in, with innovations that have literally changed the world mm -hmm. and who have been a part of that. You know, I engage every day with 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 deans and, 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 and presidents of universities. And I can assure you, there, you know, if there was a dean's list, I was on the other dean's list. Right. The, the other one. Right. That they were looking at. And, and to be transformed to that to that mm -hmm. point, I really think comes from. You know, just uh, just just starting off with changing the changing the story and changing the words that I use to describe it and mm -hmm. going out there and expressing it. I know I went on and on. and No, on. I, I love every bit of that. So in terms of the words and you've shared that with me in the past, but 
the influencers early. I know one of them. I mean, the college coach, because when I was growing up and I'm a college sports fan, and I'm a lot older than you, but the fact is, I remember, you know, Temple football was, in essence, the good one for a few years. And there wasn't a lot of major college football going on. I mean, look, you've got Penn, you've got Villanova, my alma mater. But the fact is, I can remember when Temple was pretty good. And I can remember when there were bowl appearances. And you're back then, that's Bruce Arians, right? That was the coach or one of the coaches at that point? He was the coach. So... What was he like back then? I mean, what, like you say, coaches and people like, I, I want to hear about the coaches and also the teachers, the influencers, the way that they got you that sense of confidence. What were some of the things that that influenced you specifically that you can recall? Um, with Bruce or, or, or. Yeah, with any, but I know, but I know of Bruce. I, that's the reason I brought him up. But yeah, but everybody, Andy, knows, everybody knows who Bruce is. You know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, you know, right. miraculous teacher, you know, miraculous coach and, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. I'll be honest, man. I've had, I've, you know, the guy coached me for five years, you know, the, 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 the entire time he was at Temple. And then, you know, when, when my last day was only a couple of my last day playing was only a couple of days before his last day coaching there. Um, um, but uh, what, and I've only and I, I had very few direct interactions with the man because I was mm-hmm. a lineman. Right. I talked to my yep. both, but I had I you know, I had, you know, um, my experience was that, you know, that I learned early on at Temple that I was mm-hmm. only going to get out of the experience what I put into it. OK, there were not that nobody was paving the way for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that athlete. Right. That came in on the depth chart. I wasn't mm-hmm. that guy. That wasn't me. I there was a guy. They, they, they gave me a scholarship right at the end of the signing period. And they, they did it based upon potential. Coach Arians mm-hmm. at times would call it. He's looking for them threes that can be a five. Ah, OK, threes mm-hmm. that can become a five. Right. And and um. The, the, just the, the way that he carried himself with the apparent confidence. I mean, like, you know, again, I'm 18. He's mm-hmm. 34. He's like oh. the youngest coach in Division One football at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and he he carried himself with the confidence that in any room, in any situation, you know, he believes that he's going to win. Right. And that's and, and I took that. And you mentioned like that, like at the time. What we were were Temple tough, right? Like we, we, you know, we, we, we were, we didn't have, you know, disastrous records. But when you played Temple, you played a tough team, and Temple's tough right. now, right? They're they're super yep. tough. Now. They're stacked up with dudes with three point eight grade point averages mm-hmm. and multi, you know, multi, uh, you know, multi majors and all the graduate students, mm-hmm. all that. Stuff. That, that wasn't happening when I was in, you know. When I, <laughs> um, but what we were were a group of individuals that mm-hmm. were just super, super tough. Knew that nothing was going to be handed to us, and we and we established a work ethic that just said, you know what, no matter what happens, if I get knocked down ten times, mm-hmm. getting up on the eleventh time. Right. And that and that kind of mentality that I took away from playing in that environment, you know, it that that built upon what, what I got out of my high school experience, which was essentially the same thing. Right. But with high school. I didn't want to play football. I needed to play football. OK. Right. People used to say mm-hmm. people used to say, 
don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? And, and as, as a high school senior, mm-hmm. I said, I don't have any other baskets. <laughs> you know, this is it. Like, you know, if I'm going to do anything or go anywhere, mm-hmm. I've got, you know, my GP, the, the janitor had a higher GPA than me, right? The, and, and I'm not, you know, the, the, the janitor in the school, he learned more in high school than I did. But what I, what I, like, it was all, it was all, this is all I had. Right. It's all I had. So so I had like it was all I had. And then when I got to college, you know, literally, you know, they just let me know, like, look, you don't if you don't if you don't perform the way we need you to perform, you'll just be shown the door. You know, not not literally because they can't take it away from you. But, you know, there was something inside me like all of my significance, Mm -hmm. all of my all of my all of my value in my Mm -hmm. mind relied on how well I performed on the field. Okay. And so that caused me to earn, you know, to get an opportunity. They told me flat out, my offensive line coach told me flat out, I'll never play there, which, which, which was good news for someone like me, because mm-hmm. I took that as I'll show you mother, you know, you know, right. Yeah. 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 So You're right. And that, that kind of persistence and, you know, from a physical perspective, you mm-hmm. can do a bunch of things. The mental, you know, what I took away from that is the mental, the mental part of it, you know, knowing that, you know, my mind, you know, my mind is going to dictate what's going to happen, not the physical, my mind, the perseverance, the, you know, the grit, the determination is what I took away from that experience. And that's what I brought into the, my, my professional life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has distinguished me from the very beginning. You know, I'm not afraid to ask stupid questions. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to, I'm not afraid to make ridiculous statements. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, you know, it's just, uh, you keep, I, I love it. And you keep hearing it like in it. And I, because I know you too, that I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to. That to me, like I said, is one of the uh, the chief um, attributes of you is that you're not afraid. When did you realize, or do you realize, or did it just happen? You talked about the educational, and you also talked about that sense of this need as it regarded the time with football that you carried into professional, that sense of not being afraid. Was that always so? <laughs> No, and it's not always accurate, too, right? It's not always oh, yeah, right because I'm always afraid. Okay, I wake up afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I wake up. I ha- I have what, what 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 what's called irrational fear. I wake up thinking to myself, "All oh, this is a fa- all this is a facade." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one. You know, there's a sniper on a on a roof somewhere is going to take me out, right? Or, mm-hmm. or you know, they're going to they're you know, someone's going to wake up one day and they're going to figure it all out and they're going to let me go and I'm going to go through my savings in a week and be destitute mm-hmm. and I'll never work again. That's the ra- you know, that's the rational fear that I have. I have the, I still have those same fears, right? It's easy to, you know, look, man, I'm 6'3", 220 at the yep. time. When I play football, the same height, you know, 280. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to, to pretend to be courageous, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, as you get older and, you know, more limitations, you know, the the, the fact is, is that it, what exists in my head is the same thing that I guarantee you anybody who's going to listen to this in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form has the same thing. Oh, including um, the guy you're talking to. <laughs> I can't be, I'm not good enough. I'm not not, not smart enough. I'm Mm -hmm. not strong enough. I'm not, you know, there's something it goes on. It's there every single time. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is to really kind of trust and rely on the guidance 
and the inspiration mm-hmm. that I received through lots of practices that I've incorporated mm-hmm. yep. into my life, lots of beliefs that I've mm-hmm. incorporated mm-hmm. into my life. And I've taken that into my professional life. And it has really, you know, you know, it, it is just, uh, it has allowed me to function in the environment that I rightly believe I have no business being in mm-hmm. and to have enjoyed, you know, a pretty, you know, in my mind, a remarkable career based upon where I came from. Right. Like no one, no one's going to I'm not going to be on the cover of Fortune magazine anytime soon. But from where I was, you might be. Am, um. It don't add up, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, look, I find that in terms of that, that that sense of that longevity, look. When I remember, I, I'm very privileged, obviously, as I said, to know you, and I can remember in originally being intimidated by just by looking at you. And you also had that sense of like supreme, like, like confidence and almost joy. That was one of the original things that drew me to you, that there was this sense of just happiness that, that glowed from you. But yeah, you're a big dude, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, do I talk to him? Is he, you know, am I good enough? I go through those crazy irrational fears too. You've shown me a lot. And I also know that you and I together in certain things have done a, a, a fair amount. You talk about a lot of the practices that you do. One of them I was being, I was remembering quite fondly was the Tony Robbins experience that you invited me to. And amongst other things, which was one of the coolest things that I did. And the best part was I got to do it with you. Uh, that sense of continuing to learn, continuing to try new things, to continuing to experiment, that's some of the definers that I think about for you. What are some practices lately that you're feeling good about? Well, you know, one of the things that you... uh that you mentioned, right? So I like to have I like to have in mind a mission statement, right? My mission statement is that Ooh. I'm a lifelong learner, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I I'm a lifelong. I haven't figured it out yet, and it, and, it, and I have it defined somewhere, and I don't want to take the time to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, okay. But but the, you know, the fact that I'm a lifelong learner, I'm going to continue to try to keep trying mm-hmm. to figure it out, and nothing's been established. Mm-hmm. Also, that 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 nothing real in my life is threatened, and nothing that's mm-hmm. threatened is real, right? And um. So like, you know, I, that Tony Robbins thing, I got to be honest with you, you know, like because I'm fearful, because I, you know, I, you know, what's drilled into my mind, this, you know, this idea that people have, I'm not good enough. I'm super, super cheap. Right. And, and, I, and, and, you know, I, I was the kind of person, you know, in, in a former life, I would watch those Tony Robbins commercials right. and think to myself well, at first, this guy's a nut. Right. Then, mm-hmm. then after 4,000 views of the commercial, well, maybe it's something, you know, it's, it's, I've been brainwashed. It's been, in, yeah. but, but, but parting with that buck, parting with the dollar to subscribe to it, that was, you know, far fetched. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't make mm-hmm. that investment because I looked at it as a, I, I, I didn't believe, had no faith, mm-hmm. I had no faith. Right. Ah, okay. And, you know, honestly, you know, you were the only person. Mm-hmm. That I ever, as we became friends, and I was right. at your apartment one day early on in our yeah. friendship, you were the only person that I ever saw that bought that fucking package. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the cassette tapes. It's still here, I think. And, I don't think I threw the cassettes out. <laughs> and I, you know, and I was a salesman working for Apple, driving in all God knows crazy places, you know, in the country, and you know, you can't get radio. And I'd pop these mm-hmm. cassettes in, and I would listen to that stuff, and I thought. Like man, that you know that that, that, that makes some mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I was able to through you, right? Mm-hmm. Was able to access some of those principles and some of those things that I still, 
incorporate into what I do and try to and try to instill into some of the people that I that I have the good fortune of influencing, like mm-hmm. the kids I coach and my my children. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that stuff came from that from that 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 beginning of 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 consuming that stuff. So like when you said when we, when we did the Tony Robbins thing, that was really like my way of kind of giving back to you mm. what you what you you know put in place whether you knew it or not it was almost like the beginning of like a, um it, it it was it was fuel it was something that fueled mm-hmm. the transformation mm-hmm. that was happening because of my pursuit of other things like mm-hmm. and you know so so you know specifically like when you asked like I do my you know I have a I have a pretty rigorous meditation practice mm-hmm. so my meditation practice like literally like I was transforming, but I was going through periods of stagnants. I was stagnant right for a while. And then my meditation really kind of put me, put me in a place where I'm just consistently growing. I'm just Mm -hmm. consistently developing. I'm consistently have the opportunity to observe what comes in, what's going on in there. Like the, uh, the opportunity to watch it leave the opportunity mm-hmm. to get like the direction and the guidance from my creator, from mm-hmm. my, you know, from, from, from the God of my understanding, mm-hmm. and then to put that into practice on a regular basis. But I can't say enough about, you know, how, how impactful my practice of meditation really, you know, oh. really just keeps me on that, on that, that direction up and look, man everybody's talking about mindfulness my company they subscribe to the mindfulness it, it, it's mm-hmm. everywhere and you know i poo-pooed it till i till i and it's not you know it's not a you know what it would to me one i meditated it didn't do anything you know who cares right. you know, the, the the practice mm-hmm. the consistent quieting yeah. mm-hmm. the consistent seeking and the consistent practicing was really what i think really you know has helped me I don't know about the performance as much as it helped me with just having, you know, being able to be, you know, who I am and be confident and courageous to know that that's good enough. It's who I am is good enough. I, you know, I may not use the right word. I may, I may, I may, you know, a, a bad interpretation of some who mm-hmm. gives a shit, you know, and right. I'm expressing, I'm, I'm communicating. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the idea. If you're not going to get the idea, I'll find a different way to say it. And you're intuitive of enough to know that if I need a different way to say it, well, oh, he needs a different way to hear it. You've done that with me. You talked about your kids. And that, to me, look, in addition to being your biggest fan, I am also your family's biggest fan. Uh, or I, I won't compete in that regard. But other than to say, I feel fairly confident that I think those kids are unbelievable. And all, all, all three. And, and I think... That sense of when you were talking about finding the right thing to say. Look, you, in addition to taking on all of the professional stuff that you're doing and living a life, a great life, you are also not just a dad. You're not just a husband. Um, you're, You're extending that beyond your family. But I'll focus on your family first for a second because you've got some kids that I think, as I said, I'm a massive fan of. I'm going to... All I, I, you know how I feel about Logan, and with Preston and Owen, they've got some things going on that are, in some way, similar to what you were experiencing growing up. 
What's it like in regards to what you're as you're instilling with your kids? What are some of the things that are important for you to convey to your kids, not just in what you want them to hear, but in the ways that you would like them to communicate? So anytime that I talk about my children, mm. I get super emotional. <laughs> so oh good you might get the voice you might get the voice cracking and that oh stuff. nice nice well I'll, I'll just put that in if you don't <laughs> i i literally didn't think there was this much love mm. you know anyway mm. i love so, it so you know for my kids they're super smart mm -hmm. they're you know uh uh they're super super uh, tough, mm -hmm. resilient, um, like all kids, right? They, they, you know, they, they're not special. You know, they're special because they're mine, right? Mm -hmm. Anybody again who's listening to this got special kids. Every, mm -hmm. every kid's special, right? But my, you know, would I try to instill in them that anything, you know, anything that's going on, anything that's going on is temporary. Like with my mm -hmm. son Logan, right? Mm -hmm. He's got health challenges. He's got mm -hmm. significant, like he's, they, they had him on the operating table. They disassembled them and put him back together again in his spine twice in 18 yeah. months, right? Yeah. That could have to endure leg surgeries and all these things from this condition he mm -hmm. has. And, and I, what I try to help him understand is that what you're going through is temporary. Mm. You're going to recover. Mm -hmm. You just got to get through this you most likely won't even remember what you're going through right now, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be something that's going to, that's in your past and it's going to make you a better, stronger, more productive mm -hmm. person. And it's, and, and, it, and what we're doing here is fixing you. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not breaking you. And mm -hmm. if you let it break you, then you've not, then you're not really experiencing what this process is, is, is here for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it's here for with him. I don't know why he has what he has. But that kid, that kid can, is, is just a super, super tough, quiet, confident kid that, mm -hmm. you know, it just brings me joy. Had him at a wedlock. <laughs> uh. know, and and, and uh, I never, ever through, through that experience, I never, ever thought of him coming as, as a, uh, as a curse, only a blessing. And right. Yeah. Blessing, and so, so that's that. That's him, and I don't put him in a separate category. I do mm -hmm. the same thing on my kids. Well, he's the oldest, like me, so I think he deserves a special category. But I understand, as a dad, you may be like, okay, they're all equal. I always, like I said, I always wanted the most attention, <laughs> but I think it's what you know. Let them know that. Look, if you're, you know, you're. Uh, you know, the only thing stopping you from achieving anything you want to achieve is mm -hmm. you, you know, right. there's, that's it, you know, like anything that you want to accomplish, anything mm -hmm. that you want to do, you can do. And, and, and it's all going to come down to how much you're going to put into it. And, you know, and I struggle, I struggle with, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, play football because I had to play football. Mm -hmm. My kids don't have to play football. They're going to mm -hmm. go to school. They're going to do, you know, they don't have to. Mm -hmm there was a level of determination and desperation that mm -hmm. came from that, that, mm -hmm. you know, us, no, my kids don't have to have it. And let, let's just be clear. So as they, you know, they're 12 now and they're getting yeah. older and I let them know that, you know, mommy and daddy need to stop 
setting you up with all of these things, you need to start approaching us with, can you set me up with these things, right? Like that drive and determination. If you, you know, if you don't, if you're not, if it's not lip service and it's something you genuinely want to pursue, well, then you've got to seek out, you've got to start asking, Hey, can I get a workout today? Hey, can you do this? Can I go to this thing? Right? Because in COVID-19 <laughs> with COVID-19 like football, like we, we, you know, it's a, we're a football family, man. We're yeah. a football family. So we, we seek out every opportunity <laughs> to go out and, and ball. And, <laughs> and we're like, Hey kids, guess what? We signed you up for this. And they're like, okay, great. You know, and, and they're passionate enthusiastic but mm. we're getting to a point where it's going to have to transition from you know mommy and daddy are teeing me mm -hmm. up for this to i'm going i want to get after this I'm, i mm. want i don't care what my brother's doing i don't right. care what my teammates are doing i mm. think this is going to be the thing mm -hmm. and i want to do it dad mom can you help me do it mm -hmm. and then and then my job is to make it happen for him if it was football or violin lessons right my yeah. job as a parent is to is to is to set them up for success mm -hmm. and i think we're you know, now we're getting to the different point from 12 to 13 mm -hmm. i got kids doing you know just doing kids things and that i think the parenting role is uh is starting to transition to something else i don't know maybe some of your listeners will uh will give me some feedback and tell me how to uh, <laughs> yeah and it'll need to be the lizard but i do want to for a second because speaking of anchors and you bring up daddy and mommy i Definitely, want, like I said, identify Julie as well, too, who I, I just think and remembering, I can remember when she first started coming around in our friendship and I can remember for the beach houses and Julie showing up and then I can remember the wedding and then it's the longevity and you talk about consistency um, and, and that long term thing that to me also defines Julie. How would you, like I said, in terms of the best traits, how would you define in terms of communications? How would you define joy? Oh, man. Another another area. You you Were you trying to get me to cry on here? I, I'm running out of tea. Oh, out. I haven't even gotten to the heavy stuff. <laughs> no, so, so look, man, you know, I got married when I was 40 mm -hmm. and, uh, and had a lot of practice runs, right, before mm -hmm. getting there. And right. um, I am, you know, you talk about, you talk about, uh, you know, just blessings and, mm -hmm. and like just my my wife has been the most significant mm -hmm. uh, blessing that I could ever think of, you know, and and uh, something that I that I got from Tony Robbins mm -hmm. is, is, you know, that that helped me understand what it means to be in a relationship mm -hmm. is that a relationship is all give. Right. And, and, and there's no and, and whatever I think the other person's doing, I have to believe that they're doing their best. And I have to believe that they're going to believe that I'm doing my best mm -hmm. and that it's not a transaction. It's not, it's not a debit and credit thing. It's right. all, give, right. We are 100% get. And mm -hmm. when you talk about somebody that gives, there is nobody in the world that I've ever experienced mm -hmm. that gives like my wife gives. And she is, she is such a fantastic mother mm -hmm. and fantastic person puts up with, you know, these knucklehead friends that I bring into the, uh, <laughs> puts up with my ridiculous, you know, pursuit of, uh, you know, real estate millions. And mm -hmm. he is just give, man. She's just give. And, 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 uh, she is, you know, by far my rock, um, my best friend mm. and the, you know, the, the, you know, I, I made a, com you know, the commitment I made 
in the vows that I wrote and the vows that I took, I took extremely serious, right? And, you know, you mentioned some of the practices and I think that this is where some people fall off. It's a, like, I revisit those, you know, I have established values. I have an established mission, you know, mission statement. I have, right. I have vows that I took to my wife and I go there regularly to review them so that I remember the deal I made, not with her, the deal I made with me. Right. about what I was going to be and what I was going to do. So that when I get, you know, when I get crazy and, you know, mm -hmm. think to myself, oh, she could have did a better job than that. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, she, <laughs> and the truth is that she can't because she's just an incredible mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I used, I, she's just, she's just, she, she does it all. She's, she's incredible. Brother, I remember you just said something in terms before we wrap that it is literally, as I said, I remember often, not often, sometimes in relationships. So you and me are our are, are best pals and then with friends and then, oh, now the wife comes in. Here's sometimes what has happened and I, you'll get me choked up, which is that the door can tend to close a bit. I never encountered an experience where the door actually became more opened. And that I attribute as much to Julie as to you, that she actually opened the door wider in terms of the relationship that I have with you. And that's one of the, the, the gifts that, that I'll never be able to repay. So when I'm thinking there won't be enough time, it was never that. She just literally was like complete access like you to your family, to those kids. I get a chance to participate. You talk about the knucklehead friend, me being one of them. Um, and I'm thrilled about that. Lastly, what I will say is, look. Can this I is just, a, just to one point? Do it. Point. Absolutely do it. What I want to say is that as a family, we've also adopted values and principles mm -hmm. and things to rely Love on it. and revisit them. And one of those values is inclusion, right? So mm. never exclusion, right? So what right. We, I want my kids to grow up knowing is that they just need to embrace everybody, you mm -hmm. know, like there's no, there's no, there's nobody that's too bad and there's nobody mm -hmm. that's too good. And that we just we're, we just include. Right. And, and so that like, you know, so so we believe that we practice that. And it's a super, super, high, super high priority for us is just to be inclusive. So, you know, we are and that's what we try to be is inclusive. Brother, you included me a long time ago when I was stumbling and not certain about me or being confident or comfortable enough to be talking about, even, you know what I mean? Just, just literally like having a difficult time saying I was gay and I was like 43 at that point. And you are, you defined inclusion. You still do, as you just said. I think the coolest thing is that amongst all the other great traits is the sense that you keep going back and reviewing certain things. There's something to look at. These mission statements, that's a ridiculously great takeaway that you've got the mission statements and they don't just sit on a wall or get shoved into a journal, shoved into a drawer that you go back and review them and reevaluate them and make them living and breathing. And in that sense of continual growth, those practices, that's what I see. And that's what I feel. You've given me the gift, not just of, of friendship, but the ability to allow me to feel confident and comfortable that I'm doing this, that I'm doing anything in regards to sh shifting gears, doing things at certain points. And when I am nervous or having those crazy thoughts, I'm not good enough, the stuff you talk about, those irrational thoughts, and I still get them. 
I think of people and you're at the top of the list that it's like, no, he told me, Pete Bernard told me, he believes in me. And, and you've exuded that as long as I've known you. So my friend, I am over the moon grateful that you took the time with us today. It's a hell of a lot of takeaways, man. And all of them, great. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of it. But mostly today for this moment, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Yeah, hey man, look, I appreciate it. I appreciate you too, John. I love you. I've loved you. I've all, you know, just a great dude. Um, uh, you know, my contact information, you could feel free to share with me. Yeah, everybody. that's what I was going to say. How would you like it? I mean, I know you're on LinkedIn. Obviously, you're on Facebook. I know you're on. Um, we can follow you through Freedom Football. Where would you like us to go? And all of that will be written out so you don't have to rattle them up. Well, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm on the verge of, uh, I'm on the verge of, you know, following your lead again. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kick, I've been kicking around for a long time. So I'm just going to make it public right now is that, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I want to establish a, a brand, a Coach Bernard brand. And, yes. Uh, and really just bring that out to just be a resource to any, you know, to someplace. So uh, you may see a, you may see uh, me reach out to uh, to you and to your, your you know your 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 network of uh, you know just that the coach Bernard is available to do whatever the hell you want me to do you know anytime for any reason oh you need to man you need to so that that would give me complete joy and happiness to know that folks way more to follow um, in terms of the life trajectory the friendship the everything all I ask is. And I know where we are with friends. Will you come back? Absolutely. And then Boom. You, you look at my personal Facebook page, you know, like it, love it, share it. Do whatever oh, love it already. Whatever <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, hit me up. You can email me, pmbernard at outlook.com. Right. Uh, or knock on my door. Oh, that will do. <laughs> Pal, I love you. I thank you. And folks... Thanks for tuning into another episode of Your Message Received. Again, like us, love us, as my best friend said, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other places. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing, and keep coming back. This is John Duffin, Thanks, Duffin John. Media. Thank you, my friend, and we will talk soon. Have a great day, all. Bye. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.